Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before we get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. OldSchoolMovies2 at gmail.com, or you could read us just... Uh, da, 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 da. Hashtag OSATM, OldMovies.net on Twitter. And uh, if you hear some bath water running <laughs> upstairs, unfortunately, I'm in a new recording area uh, in the bedroom. And, of course, the neighbor... Perfect timing again, decides to run the bathwater, and we're kind of pressed for time, so I'll try to edit this as much as possible. If you hear a bit of background noise, apologies. Our panel this week, Mr. Heavy Set. I don't even know why we're doing this podcast anymore. It never releases. I, th- I think this is a sad, sick joke of, you want people to talk to, so this is what we do. <laughs> you know what it is? It, I'm like the prince of rec- of podcasting. I just record a bunch of podcasts and never release them. I have two podcasting. I have this vault of fucking all these podcasts that never get released. No. Um, as you hear this, like, 20th of April, you'll be hearing the third part that's all going to be – I don't even know what timeline it's going to be. But you're going to hear this if you hear the other two, like, April 20th because I'm doing a hardcore editing, hardcore, like, blitz blasting through three episodes that have been just, like, months waiting and yeah it's been have been historically bad for editing but this is like taste the cake uh just everything at once unfortunately life's getting in the way but i have a week off i'm not traveling not doing a crazy amount of overtime i'm literally doing nothing i'm sleeping i'm waking up and i'm editing podcasts this entire week so you're gonna have this like massive amount of podcasts and you would have already preferably heard them when you hear this one and it's gonna be like three in a week that are gonna be released so, I hope you enjoy. Apologies for the background noise. And also, we have Carp this week. How you doing, buddy? So, uh, you're probably still not going to release the content and dry of, die of a drug overdose? Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. it, it's A or B. So, okay. hopefully, I'm still alive. Okay. I'm not saying that it takes the a long time. Or shit. Hey, 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 Oh, hey, real hey, name. Hey. hey. <laughs> it's been so long. It's, I'm not saying that it takes old school a long time to edit. But on the last episode, we were drinking pumpkin spice beers. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not far off. Yeah, <laughs> it's off. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got nothing to say. There's no bullshit. I've ran out of all excuses at this point. Uh, but just hire a producer or something, man. Yeah, just, I think I might. I might like have you're, to. You know. You're working a thousand hours overtime a week. I can uh, probably afford it. No, the overtime. Yeah, no. Now, now that we've moved into the new office. I've gone to the other office and fixed the problems there. There's literally nothing else to fix. So unless somebody jump kicks the server or something, I think we'll be okay going forward. And also moving into a new uh, space with my girlfriend. We're moving into the same apartment complex, but two floors up. So one thing, we're going to have more space. I'm actually going to have a dedicated podcasting area, kind of like Heavy Set with his office thing. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to setting that up. And B, I'm not going to have somebody um, having a bath, running a bath over me. I'm going to be running the bath over them. So, yeah, very excited. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. The funny thing is for the listeners is they're going to have heard all your excuses on the past episodes <laughs> when we <laughs> shit about editing. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have it out this week. Uh, March 1st. It's like, okay. We'll well, no, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll have it out mid-Feb. <laughs> and you honestly <laughs> think he, he's not going to edit that out to make himself look better? No, I'll actually keep it in. I think it's a funny – I think it's actually 
like a running joke, and I think it's part of the allure of me being such a shitty editor. I, I left the last one in, too. I said, like, for January 1st or whatever, and it's released in March. So I kept it in as a, as a running joke. Okay, informal conversation this week in movie reviews. Let's keep it simple. Some movie news to talk about. First one, James Gunn is back, guys. You excited? Yeah, James Gunn, the only man who could fix the DC universe by coming out with a Superman horror movie, which looks fucking awesome. And going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, therefore satiating Batista's pissed off mood. Do you guys think this was the long play? Just like, let's let's Daniel Bryan him and bring him back, Heavy? I don't know. It almost sounds like what really brought uh, him back was the fact like he didn't like just immediately go talk shit. He was just like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm let go. And like, he didn't really say much. And I think Disney was just like, well, this compare what they just went through everything with like Roseanne at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is someone who's taken it with stride and it's definitely one of those issues and situations that over time will get pushed back under the rug. And that's kind of what happened. And this isn't really a Roseanne-related podcast, but you see how the two people took it completely different. And went, Roseanne went more off the deep end. And like you said, James Gunn kind of calmed down, you know, just let the, the fucking craziness blow over and then was able to get back on his feet. So who knows, like, what would happen to Roseanne if she just apologized, backed off. And he also just went business as usual. He was like, all right, you know, probably not the first job he's been fired from in his life. And... Mm-hmm. He continued on and got job working with DC, and basically we won't see Guardians three until he's done with the Suicide Squad like remake or whatever they're doing, which are fine, whatever. But it basically just goes to show you, hey, he knew how good he was that eventually Disney would be coming back, and he decides to go to the competition of Marvel and starts to do a movie with them. They're like, oh shit, can we get him back? Because I think one of the things was he didn't have like exclusivity to dc so they were like ah like that's a loophole either whether it was pre-planned or not i have no idea but this is definitely the way it should end carp what do you think uh do you think it was a long game no i think it's just james gunn's attitude i mean he's this is the type of person i think he is look one of his first movies ever was with trauma with tromeo and juliet where he, there was a giant monster alien penis like in the story of romeo and juliet you know, uh, he's written video games. He's done cheesy stuff. Hell, he went back to trauma between the two guardians to write Dolphin Man Battles the Sex Lobsters. So <laughs> I think he just br- brushed it off and he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, they yeah. fired me. Shit happens for something that maybe maybe he maybe he deleted his tweets afterwards. I have no idea. I never checked. But, you know, I think Disney kind of blew it out of the water at first with how old those tweets were now with the whole uh, Roseanne situation, you know, firing her on the spot for a super racist tweet during what's probably the most hot political climate there is right now. You know, that made a little more sense than, Hey, uh, Disney could have been like, Hey James, uh, delete those tweets, please. And this could have all been avoided in the first place. So well, especially too, it was something that happened before he was even hired. Right. So this went unnoticed for years. I think that was my biggest issue. I mean, on both of their sides is he was hired when there were a little bit of people going into Twitter accounts and finding these fucked up tweets. It didn't hit the the high that it has over the past year, but still it's kind of like, Hey, we're hiring you, but like scrub your account or get rid of anything that will get you in trouble later. Like if you would have just deleted those two years ago, 
we wouldn't have any of the issues because people weren't digging for them. Yeah, and it just seems now like you're responsible for everything you've done, even if you're 15 years old and said something stupid. And this is just the precursor to any kind of presidential candidate, any famous person that just says or does something. Uh, years ago, it's, they're just coming back to get haunted. And we, we haven't even seen the effects of it's going to be the people in 10, 20 years who've said stupid tweets and who haven't like scrubbed their accounts. Or maybe there's going to be a thing where you will get your stuff scrubbed before you try to make any presidential run or try to be like this big actor. You're going to have to go through a company that gets rid of all your old stuff. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely going to be uh, controversial and, and issues that are going to have to be you know taken care of before you get famous. Uh, going forward, because unfortunately, this stuff will come back to haunt you. Let's talk about a couple of articles that have come out regarding. Actually, no, backtrack. Superman trailer, heavy set. Your thoughts? Superman trailer didn't miss anything. Oh, the haunt, the the fucking dark one. Well, it's it's not called yeah. like it's not Superman. They're calling it Brightburn. It's yeah. loosely based on you know what if Superman was a kid with a negative attitude, basically. <laughs> Because I've seen the trailer, but I was like, I was making sure like there was nothing I missed. But yeah, it's basically if Superman came to Earth and like kind of like the way Carpenter was saying it, just was a complete asshole and just fuck shit up. Because he he comes from space, like you see that in the trailer. So it's like, oh, even like that was my thought, like oh Superman. But depending on how like stuff goes for me this summer, like I don't know if that's going to be a movie I see or I don't see. Like I'm on the fence about it. I am attracted to unique and different. And I already kind of liked where they were going with the semi-dark Superman-ish universe, you know, Batfleck or whatever aside. And this just goes to the ex- extreme right. And I fucking, I, you know, I'm not even a horror movie fan. And this is kind of te- treads on like horror and supervillain. And this, so I, I love it. I love this, the concept of it. And uh, I'm going to be first fucking day for this. I love it. So there have been a couple of articles, and unfortunately I haven't had this, that, the opportunity to read them yet, but I know you guys have uh, checked out a few of them, talking about MoviePass and kind of the downfall of it. And the, it's the first time apparently the co-owner, before he was booted out, talked about the $10 extravaganza having that kind of being their go-to and it being the eventual downfall of the company. Now, Heavyset, you were saying that this was originally only supposed to be like a short time promotion, but for whatever reason, they kept going with it. Yeah, the thing that I read this week was saying that $10 a month unlimited movies was supposed to be a promo thing. I think they were going to keep unlimited movies, but it was going to you know bounce back up to like $30, $40 a month. So you had to get it within that window of, oh, this is a thing, like I got for run to it, and then they were going to basically put up a, a higher paywall. By the sound of it, I could be wrong because I will admit I did not click on the article because it was either that or it was going to be $10 a month for a while. And then, okay, now they're going to bump it up to a different rate. I don't know, but it definitely was one of the the bigger downfalls for MoviePass. I mean, people like me, I used it almost every weekend. If I'm like a movie came out, I was like, okay, we'll go see it. And even if there was two in a weekend, I was like, okay, we'll go on one day and another one the other. And it, for some people, they might have been daily users going to go see a movie every day. And like every time there's a new movie going out, coming out, seeing at least the, every new movie. So that could have been another huge hindrance for them. Yeah. I, I remember when it first got announced and just not seeing the long game uh, making sense, 
just because they haven't they hadn't partnered with a, a movie company or production company. So really, it's they're paying full price for those tickets. And to me, the early adopters are going to be the ones that are going to max the shit out of it. Where, you know, you're going to want kind of the generalist person who's not going to maybe go every month and buy it and forget about it. You know, and it just seems even with, with Cinemia, it's the same thing. The people who are adopting it are more the more sophisticated users who are trying to, who are going to maximize it. And for them, they're not going to make money off it. So I just, I don't, I see that there's a, a demand for some kind of movie subscription, but long game, it's got to be done with a, a production studio or a movie theater company because that's the only way you're going to be able to make back some of the money. You know, you could have, say, a Cinemark or something that does something similar and thinks, okay, long term, I'm going to make revenue off the concessions or whatever. Whereas these guys, it was maybe like referrals or like I didn't see the long game. And you see now Cinemi is kicking out customers randomly and fucking uh, it's all doing all sketchy business practices. They're getting, you know, sued. We talked numerous episodes about kind of their shady business dealings. And I just, guys, long game. Is there a future for these types of companies outside of like the production company or the movie theater? Do you guys agree, Carp? It's uh, it's hard to say because of what we have in Canada, like with our rewards program, I've never really thought about subscribing and and. When we were looking at Cinemia, when I mentioned it, it was like, here's a micro charge, here's a micro charge, here's a micro charge. It's like, I'm going to end up paying more in the end. This is stupid. So I, I, I never really put a perspective into what it was because it didn't look good anyways. And it seemed shady and shady businesses die out faster than they ever have before. So, like, Where do you think the long game is with this subscription type model? Can a third party come out and make something that makes sense revenue wise or I, will this go all the way go away altogether i think well when it comes to big releases i don't think there's enough people like i know they're making more profit than ever but you know from four or five blockbusters during the summer and that's about it that i'm finding it's you know not as many people are, are going to the cinema as much and uh one of the movies we'll talk about later hellboy to me it looked exactly like that there's maybe 15 total people when i went Heavy set, where you know, as a subscriber to both of these uh, companies, where do you see the future of this going? I I currently like how Cinemedia runs. There's like a, some minor issues that I've ran into, like which since we've we've last spoke, uh, when I tried to get tickets for Captain Marvel, their system was just completely acting up. It was just giving me like a loop. Like I would not let me actually get to the ticket buying part. It was just. I would select my theater, I would select my movie, and then it would do nothing. And I ended up having the same problem later on that I flat out called them out on, and they uh, shortly after, they did get it fixed. But with that one with Captain Marvel, which kind of annoyed me, but it, it was what it was, I had to use a one of my Cinemark, or two of my Cinemark uh, passes to go see Captain Marvel, instead of using my credit for Cinemia. Other than that, I've not run into as many issues that I keep seeing online. And every time I hear stuff, I, I wonder if they're being completely truthful or because I've seen like the videos of people filming themselves while their account gets canceled. Well, what caused you to record it is kind of what I think in my head. Like, OK, the odds of you like, OK, I'm going to record me on Cinemia and boom, I get I get canceled. 
to me seems a little fishy. But other than that, I mean, they are doing the tip thing now too. Like, oh, do you want a tip? No, I don't want a tip. Why do I want a tip? I think as a whole that's dumb because yeah. we're we're doing it to save money. Why am I giving you more money as a tip? No, but I don't, what are you tipping the company? Yeah, like what the Basically, fuck is like, that? I, like maybe like oh you're having good service. I might give a little bit more. No, like if you want more money, up my membership. And even then, like I I think I have about a ten dollar threshold. I I think that's obnoxious <laughs> that they ask for a tip. That's crazy. I mean, you can tell them no. Yeah, well that's I know, but still, it's just it. even the thought of it. Which I do every time. The audacity of it, I think, is. Uh... But right now, it's definitely the whole system is a convenience thing. I'm saving money. I get to go to all these movies. Granted, when I went to go see Hellboy this week, it was kind of like, uh, I know what movies I'm going to go see left this month. Actually, because we had four coming into this month. And I was like, uh, I don't know all the four movies I want to see. So it was either this week was going to be Hellboy or a little. We chose Hellboy. Okay. And I know there's actually friends of mine when I posted about it, they're like, ah, I'm like, I wouldn't go see that. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm using a fucking Cinemia credit. And I've never watched the original Hellboy movies. So I just went in like, oh, fuck it. Just, it's entertainment. I'm going to just hang out. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's get into the movie reviews. Da, 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 da. You want to start with Captain Marvel, guys? Well, get your part out of the way. <laughs> the one movie I've seen this uh, the, the, since the previous episode. But you mean this year, right? Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, how many movies have you seen this year? We are three and a half months in. How many movies are you at? I'd have to edit the previous episodes to count them. <laughs> That's the problem. Maybe you six. You don't have a memory? Maybe Six. I've seen the same amount of movies since the last recording than you have all year. This year. Yeah, but keep in mind you you have like a reason. Well, I mean, apart from the podcast, obviously for me, but like you are, have a movie pass subscription, or you know, a subscription to a movie uh, watching service. It makes sense you're going to lose value. Whereas you know, in my case, I I'm apart from you know having something to talk about on the show. Um, I don't lose anything, you know what I mean? So I don't I think I have that same... But I, Then why have I seen four since the last recording? <laughs> oh! Carp, I didn't ask for your opinion, so I, I, I don't know why you're... Uh... Carp, it's because you don't have any other significant other in your life. Oh, and you, uh, no, no, I wouldn't say Even if I had a significant other, I've got yeah. my movie date bro in Watsuki. Yeah. Because Mr. Old School is all, I'm an introvert, I don't leave the house. Oh, come on! <laughs> I've been I've been good. I've been good. You know, he's he's been crestfallen yes. since he's got into this relationship. And <laughs> whoa, 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 you're gonna trigger him. You're gonna trigger, trigger him. Trigger me. <laughs> Are you breaking the fourth wall? Captain Marvel, guys. <laughs> Would you guys agree that there might be cause okay, it's one of the few movies, especially like the big budget blockbuster Marvel side. Where the audience rated it lower than the reviewers. Right away, that kind of like, eh, okay, that's interesting. And going in, I enjoyed it. I loved the nostalgia. I thought uh, it was a Brie Larson, the name of the. Yes, Captain Marvel? Brie okay. Larson. I thought she did a half decent job. 
I mean, Samuel L. Jackson stole the like was the best actor in that movie, in my opinion. But Brie Larson did okay, and I I just I thought it was slow paced. It wasn't my favorite Marvel movie by far, and I was expecting like time travel. Nothing like that in this case. Sorry, spoiler alert, partial. But yeah, I mean, overall, like I don't regret going, but maybe it was just too hyped or something. But it was missing something. It was too long, too drawn out, not enough action sequences. And that maybe is because I'm spoiled because of Avengers previously. But there was just something missing. And then I'm looking at the reviews and it makes sense, you know. But here's the thing. Why are the critics giving it such a high rating? Are they afraid of backlash because it's like the first female-driven Marvel movie? Is that possible why they're afraid maybe to rate it lower? I don't know. Overall, I, I would I would give this a three. Nothing significant. Fun popcorn movie. I saw it at the VIP cinema. It was a good experience uh, overall, but just not, you know, not memorable, and I won't rewatch it. So that's that's my review. Carp, uh, if you want to answer the question, too. No, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't... Uh, I, I feel like it, maybe it was more hyped up because it's like, yo, first solo female Marvel character and blah, 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 and... I'm like, eh. And then uh, as a comic book guy, uh, as a, a gentleman who read lots of comic books, uh, the scrolls are evil and that's it. The fact that they're, oh, they're oppressed by the Kree. No, both sets, both Kree and Skull are bad guys. That's it. That's all. And they've been battling for more space in the comics. And that's the way it's always been. Now, because of this, they're oppressed by the Kree. And oh, boo hoo 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 No, I... Why does it, it have I, to... We, and we've had this argument before. Why does it have to follow religiously the comics? It, it didn't have to follow religiously the comic. But there's a potential character that, to me, they killed off because of this storyline that they're using. And that's the Super Scroll. And the Super Scroll is so ridiculously powerful, it takes out the Fantastic Four by himself. And with the Kree being the oppressed people now, or the Scrolls being the oppressed, it's like, eh, there goes that storyline for potential for future when, you know, since Fox is now owned by Disney, there goes your Fantastic Four Super Scroll storyline. So uh, that's a little frustrating. And you know what? I felt anybody could have played Captain Marvel. So Honestly, you don't find Bree did a memorable job at all? No, I mean, as our friend uh, Dennis would say, it's like you're an athletic female superhero. You're supposed to have an ass, not a flat ass. And when I, I look back at it, like she didn't fill out the the pleather uniform as good as I think she could have. So Okay. <laughs> and what would you give it on five? Uh, 2.75. A little above average. Okay. Have you said, I'm curious about your review on this one. I'm going to respond to Carp real quick. And who's to say that going on forward that there isn't some sort of change? And who's to say that there's maybe not a sort of different scrolls throughout the universe that align a little bit differently than what this particular pocket did? Because I think we've just touched the surface with the scrolls and they know what they're doing. And eventually there will be the turn. Cause I think what we're about to get into with the MCU is going to be nuts because we just spent four, was it, no, three phases. We're going to four phases. I can't even remember the phases anymore of just the, what they now call the infinity saga 
And like that was more than anything before. But now we're going to add within the next decade, the Fantastic Four, possibly Deadpool and uh, the X-Men. There's so many different ways that they can go. I think we are getting into the bigger comic book realm of even going to where we we started with simple movies like Batman and Superman. They were all contained in their own universe. And then now going to the the Nolan movies, which which made it a little bit bigger than now with the MCU movies made it even bigger. I think we're like MCU is going to go. Yeah, you just see how much we did. Hold our beer. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking about Disney. Hold our chocolate milk. We're about to go bigger. We're about to go better. And there's a re- like part of another reason why they just purchased Fox. So I think there's more to come. And I think comic book fans will be happy. And going back to actually what you were saying with the old school about the critics, I don't think it's the critics are being afraid. I think there are people who are watching it that are afraid of what this represents. Now, there's I've seen people, I'm like, oh, the MCU movies, they're all social justice warrior movies. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Do you realize what comic books were back in the 60s and like what they were supposed to stand for? Like, if I'm correct, which I'm not a comic book guy, correct me if I'm wrong. Stan Lee created Iron Man because he wanted to have a a billionaire that that generation would actually root for that didn't look at them as the bad guy. He was the good guy. Carp? Uh, I don't recall. I know he was kind of um. Until the movies, he was like a B plus. Uh, I hate to say it, but B he was plus a B player. plus player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was. He was never like a main character in the comics. He was like a super rich guy who, you know, uh, got metal in his heart, and they had to stick something in there to make sure the metal did go in his heart, which was the arc arc reactor. So he was rich. He wasn't a billionaire then when Wait. he created him, but he okay. was like a multi, 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 multi millionaire. But. Was he created in the 60s? Uh, roughly, I think a little bit earlier. No, 63 would have been the first time. Okay, so he created him like definitely during the whole hippie era. So you had kids at that point kind of living in the 60s, who probably some were maybe hippies, reading this comic book, and they were actually rooting for the rich guy. Like they were kind of going again. I don't remember where I heard Stanley talk about it. But I vividly remember him saying that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that's so true. I mean, there's what, like two millionaire superheroes and they are they fight for opposite teams. Yeah. Yeah. Two re- uh, unrealistically rich superheroes, I guess we could say. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Tony Stark was always a genius when it came to engineering and all that stuff, uh, physics, etc. It was just then uh, mom and dad are killed in a car crash. Uh, I used air quotations there, which nobody could obviously hear. Martha! Oh, wrong. wrong. <laughs> oh, God. I'm waiting for that crossover, for the Marvel DC Universe crossover, for that to get ruined. So Iron Man and Batman become best friends because their moms had the same name. Anyway, my review on Captain Marvel. I'm going to throw out my rating because it does go against what you guys say. And maybe it's just because I had more fun. I gave it a four out of five. I, ex- I extremely in- enjoyed this movie. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson did not steal the show. The cat goose stole the fucking show. (laughs) Literally, we walked out of that theater, me and Amanda, and she was like, like, I got to get every, all this goose stuff. She had the, the first pop that they came out of him. And then like, now they're coming out with more. And she's like, Oh, I gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have a lot of goose. 
I liked because I not, didn't know as much about Captain Marvel going in. So when they're telling the story to me, it was like learning and like following where they were going and all this kind of stuff. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. And I think afterwards, you guys won't agree with me. To me, it was better than fucking Wonder Woman. Going back and thinking about that movie, I think that was that was the one that was blown out of proportion because oh it's the first woman superhero movie oh great and my whole thing about it looking back on it that movie was just first part thor the other half captain america prove me wrong uh kind of i i think <laughs> i enjoyed wonder woman more because it was a period piece whoa okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now uh, i get it uh, you're the worst oh shit um yeah, I mean, that's was my take. I mean, I just enjoyed it a lot more than I did Wonder Woman. And the ending where they kind of give you a little bit of a clip from Endgame. Oh, that like pumped me up even more. But as a whole, just the movie, I felt like they tied up some, some loose ends, created a couple more, but they're going to keep going. I, I, I enjoyed it. Four to five. Hey, art is subjective. I get it. I respect your opinion. All right, one that Heavy Set alone has seen, Dumbo. Let's get a review. Dumbo, um, okay. Basically, I'm not a huge fan of the animated movie. I don't think I've seen the animated movie in maybe 25 years. There was something about the movie growing up that I flat out found boring and had no interest in watching. Like, I'm, I've contemplated on buying it now, but just, I don't know. Nothing's pushing me towards it. So we went into this one because I was I really want to try to watch all the the remakes that Disney is doing. And this was another movie I enjoyed, but I mean, basically I didn't my rating is about three and a half. It made me feel more towards Dumbo as a character. Seeing as how there was what looked like actual elephants. So at the beginning when the mom gets taken away, like you kind of feel it. And Correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't seen the original one in, in such a long time. There wasn't really any human characters in the, the animated one. Um, I can uh, affirm there was close to zero human characters from what I remember. Yeah, so at least with this one, they're they're basically telling a little bit of a different story, because obviously they're not doing the whole animals or talking thing or anything. They tell a little bit different story. And to me, because I did not enjoy that kind of animal one, I enjoy this one a lot more. Danny DeVito is probably the best ringmaster ever in movies between this and Big Fish. Like, he just looks like a guy who would run a circus. And the the child characters that they added were, were a nice touch. I've heard people complain about it, but uh, added a little bit of heart, and that's going to be the one that gets you more towards Dumbo. Yeah. Uh, three and a half. If this comes out on Netflix, I'd, I'd give it a try. The ratings... From others aren't high, but I think a lot of the other people enjoyed the classic. Are like, oh, don't touch our classics. Yeah, the Dumbo sucked. Uh, well, one, it won't be coming on Netflix because Disney Plus. <laughs> True. Okay, if you want to pay the six something a month, I think I heard. Um, but uh, I'd heard Michael Buffer's in it, and he does the old racist crow bit. Uh, yeah. Or it's like I've never seen an elephant fly, but I've seen a horse fly. I've seen a dragonfly. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Michael Buffer just is the 
the well, he's not technically the ringmaster. He's like the announcer that brings Dumbo into the big circus. There's like two scenes that he does it, which yeah. is has been oh. on like some of the commercials. I mean, the the cartoon and as well back from 1941 was oh. only 60 minutes long. So, and they also redid the probably what people consider the acid trip scene, like with the the elephant bubbles or whatever or smoke. They do bubbles in this one. But you get the picture. I was like, even like me who had seen it a long time. I was like, oh yeah, that's that one scene. Okay, cool. Carp, let's get the review of us. Um, fucking amazing. Minus the cinema I was in due to douchebags who don't know how to not talk during a movie. Uh, especially the douchebag right in front of me who is flailing his arms around for some reason to explain parts to his friend. Was he Once again? I don't know, but once again, if English is your second language, don't go fucking see the movie in English. I still have questions. I mean, that movie was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I'm looking forward to Peel's next movie from what I've heard, Twilight Zone reboot. Not so much. Not as great, but that's TV and we don't talk about TV. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, fucking amazing. Just the storyline is so messed up. It's so great. And like I said, I left going, wait, uh, Huh? Wait, hold on. What? No, wait. I think I got to see this again. So definitely a phenomenal movie. Amazing acting. Super creepy at points. The twins that. Oh, fun fact for our friend Iza. The twins who played Rachel's daughter are actually the twins in this movie. So she should probably go see it, even though she'll have nightmares for seven years after it. Check it out. If you like any sort of thriller horror, definitely worth it. Four and a half out of five. Wow. Every set. It's a horror movie. It was dumb. It was just absolutely <laughs> the worst thing ever. <laughs> One half out of five. No. I went into this not seeing Jordan Peele's first movie. Now, I repeat that. I went into it, but I've seen it since then. Actually, I think came home and watched it. You mean Keanu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, his directing. What well, did he? Did you direct Keanu? I'm no, I think they were just it was yeah, just him and Peel coming off the TV show. I, I like this movie. The thing that I give Jordan Peel a lot of credit for, and I wish he would have worded it better when asked about it. He came out and said, like, he, he doesn't want to hire any white leads for his movies because he doesn't. I don't know if he said because he's the, I think he said that story's already been told. I understand what he's saying, because I've heard him say previously that. When he was growing up, there was no like black leads for horror movies, and he wanted to change that. I felt that was better because people are going a different way with it. And even like knowing what he had said previously, I was like, dude, why did you say that? Because if a white director came out and said the same thing, like, I don't want to hire any black leads for my movie, people would be pissed. And I try to be very equal. But his reasoning behind it, I love because he's like, dude, there was no like black leads for any horror movies when I was growing up. And I want to fix that. Good. Fix that. Definitely. I felt that is better, but yeah, I, I really like this movie. I like what he does. He also doesn't really fit black characters into a racial stereotype. I feel like some of his black characters are like more just normal average people. And I like that. Like I felt like some of the characters, like the both leads of his movies could have been white. Granted one, he had to be black because of what what happens later in the movie. I, I think we could spoil Get Out. It's been long enough. Yeah. Yeah. He, he needed to be black for that, but that was it. This movie, 
it could have been a white family and have been fine. But he went black. Fine. I don't I don't give a damn. Still very good movie. I liked the acting of the the twins, per se. Yeah, I give it gave it four out of five. Wow, okay. And Carp, you know, you've seen a lot of these types of movies. You probably don't scare No, as- no, there's nothing like this type of movie. Okay. So you yeah. probably don't scare as easy. And you're more of like a you know fourth wall break. Like you you appreciate horror movies for a different reason. Now, did this scare you? There was a couple of moments that I was feeling tensed up, but I I felt like I saw where the jump scare was coming. Uh, that's just something you get used to when you watch a lot of horror movie. It's the jump scares I wasn't expecting that got me that I was happy about. And like we had mentioned, I mean Lupita Nyong'o. There's a reason she's got an, an Oscar. Like. From flipping from her her normal character to her, it's not really a doppelganger. It's it's like a mirror image of somebody. Let's say, uh, just the the voicing and the cadence of the character just completely changed. It was like she was legitimately playing two different characters who were the same person. Heavy, were you legit scared at points? No, I'm never scared in any of these movies. That's just how I've been for many years. Okay, have you ever been scared at a horror movie? Probably not since I was little. Wow. Okay. You, do you just you have it in the the mindset of like you disconnect from the movie or you don't you know what I mean? Like I have the mindset that I'm a wrestling fan. And I know right. when <laughs> shit's not real. I yeah. know, like you know, watching the nun for example, it's like this little it's not little. This demon nun isn't real. There's not like this portal to hell. There's no. It's it's just a movie. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's uh, stay on the horror bandwagon. Pet Cemetery, have you said? Let's go. This is another fun one that I haven't seen Pet Cemetery since I was little, the original. And there are some things that they changed in the movie that I've heard people talk about here soon. Uh, we plan on rewatching it because of actually the I think it was yesterday we bought it on Blu-ray. So we're gonna eventually sit down and watch it. But Pet Cemetery was another one that yeah I I liked. It's kind of hard for me not to like a lot of movies because I feel like I paid for it. It has to be just like utter shit. This one I gave, I gave three and a half. I, with me being the only one, I wish Carp had seen this one so he can give more of a well. This, these are the differences and all that, and this is how I feel about it. For me, this was a little bit creepier than I remember, and that's the thing that I love about Stephen King movies and the. The little Easter egg that I caught because, you know, the, the, how Stephen King does his books is there was a um, an it reference. There was a sign on the side of the highway that said dairy. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I got to laugh. I mean, it's like, what? I'm like, I'll tell you later. And like that caught me and I loved it. But yeah, three and a half. I really hope Carp can come back and give us a review later so he, he can give a more comparison review. Carp, do you, do you plan on seeing this in the theater? Yeah, no, I was planning on seeing it. It's just a bunch of other movies have fallen in line first. So I'm supposed to go out to uh, Cambridge, Ontario uh, this this Easter weekend. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be my birthday uh, in June. Of uh, <laughs> <But>, 2020. <laughs> 2020, exactly. Uh, that's if I survive this birthday, which uh, I'm hoping is I can make like a massive episode of All Beer Inside where I'm going to go to 10, pu- uh, 10 brew pubs and try... Ten taster racks. We we should bring the recorder throughout. Yeah, the- yeah. Well, I got a I got a really nice carrying case for the okay. Zoom Four Sweet. now. So Sweet. yeah, we should do it. 
Uh, yeah, where was I? Yeah, I really want to see Pet Cemetery. It's just Shazam came out, and uh, last movie I picked, and so it was my my movie date Watson. It was his pick, so and he picked Shazam. I figured he was gonna save it for his son, but it was uh, you know I do want to see it, and I want to rewatch the original because it's been I think I was twelve the last time I saw it, so that's a very long time. Speaking of Shazam, let's talk about it. Carp, go ahead. Super fun. Uh, second, maybe even best. DCEU movie universe, uh, DCEU movie to date. I do not count Nolan's Batmans as part of the DCEU. Okay. Okay. The kid who plays Billy Batson and Zachary Levy playing Shazam, you know, it was like superhero big. If you remember big, Tom Hanks is big. There's even like the piano thing. They do that bit. Mark Strong comes across a great as a super villain again in another movie. I'm always impressed with his bad guy acting Mark Strong. He just, he comes across as naturally a bad guy. So uh, in movies, I've never met the man in real life. I'm sure he's quite delightful if he, if he listens. So hashtag Mark Strong. He does. Um, definitely check it out. It probably be the best DC movie that you'll see to date. Unless you, unless you think Wonder Woman's better because it's got a stronger message about women empowerment and blah, 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 blah. And the two spoiler Easter eggs at the end were good, too. And should this lead to the next Justice League being more fun and lighthearted like superhero movies should be? Go check it out. I'll give it a four to five. Have you said, do you agree? I do not think that Shazam is the best DCEU movie. And I don't think it's Wonder Woman. I'm still going to go on record as Aquaman. But I'm putting this in the realm as Aquaman Definitely better than Wonder Woman. F- fucking this movie is is just flat out fun. There to me, Aquaman was fun too, but it was more of that you know action movie, superhero movie, you know, boom, 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 boom type stuff. But this this was a legitimate just fun movie. To me, it felt like a callback to some of the the eighties and nineties superhero movies that were sort of in their own realm. But this, I mean, it has a lot of callbacks and Easter eggs to all the other DCEU movies just basically the way i can describe it, just flat out fun just so so much fun the little girl in the movie stole the show for me and even when stuff happens to her later on in the movie the that version of her was fun too not to spoil anything so yeah if i gave it a four and a half out of five if you, know, you like superhero movies this is a fun fun return to like i said the 90s Awesome. And our last movie for this episode, Hellboy, Heavy Set. You want to start? Uh, I want Carp to go first. Go for it. Carp. Because of all the, the anti-stuff online, I came in with really low expectations. It was better than my low expectations. Uh, it's what Hellboy should have been, nice and gory and violent. And Hellboy is struggling with his identity. So definitely check it out if you like super gory hero action flicks. Uh, Mila Jovic did an all right job as I'd say the main villain, if you want to put it that way. Uh, I see a lot of potential for a series this way, because to me, Hellboy, first of all, should have always been rated R, but it wasn't because PG-13 era and PG-13 at the time was thought to be the way to go for superhero movies uh, until Deadpool proved everybody wrong. But still, it wasn't all in all mind blowing or a didn't blow me away i did like how they actually had an asian actor play an 
Asian character, which was a big thing where uh, there was a whole whitewashing controversy for a little bit for this movie before it was filmed. David Harbour did a fine job as Hellboy. Ron Perlman played Hellboy lighthearted and PG-13 and David Harbour played him like an R-rated drunken dickhead that Hellboy who's, you know, well, I'm supposed to bring about the end of the world, but I love Earth and I love my dad. And like you could see he's he's playing a decently torn character. So I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't the greatest Hellboy it could have been. So I'll give it a 3.25 out of 5. Heavy set. Do you agree? Um, the thing that I want to highlight is as we're recording, the weekend box office has come out in Hellboy third with number one being Shazam number two being another debuting movie called little, which I was on the fence of either between Hellboy and little this week. Yeah. And a uh, little over 12 million opening weekend on a $50 million budget. Uh-oh. I don't know if we're going to get more Hellboy movies. I, with not knowing as much about Hellboy going in, not whether the comic books, the characters, or even I never even seen the first two movies, even though I believe I own them both. Uh, I gave it a two and a half out of five. I was I was entertained. It was kind of a fun movie with certain aspects of it, but at the end, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to remember this in a year or two. The thing that I'm starting to judge movies on later on is when I look at my Facebook memories and it's like, oh. Two years ago, you seen this movie, and I go, I don't remember much about that movie. To me, no matter what I rated it, it gets du- like deducted about a star. Because it means it wasn't lasting enough. Wow, okay. Uh, that's the gauntlet for this episode. Um, do you have any movies that you want to discuss on the podcast? Oldmovies.net on Twitter. Hashtag OSATM. Or you can email us, oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. All right. Apart from the obvious one, any other ones – or any other movies that we're looking forward to in the next few weeks? Oh, the obvious one, you mean uh, The Curse of the Llorona? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why Trump wants to build a giant wall, is to keep the ghosts out. <laughs> the Mexican ghosts, right? We're going to build a wall. It's going to keep out Lorna. She's not going to take our children while she's crying. Uh, I want to see, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, I want to see Detective Pikachu. Dude, same. I'm not why What's <laughs> oh, Watch the trailer. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, me too. I'm not a, even interested in Pokemon whatsoever, but I'm interested in that movie. And it's mostly because Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Like, it's it looks hilarious. Yeah. Uh, old school. Check out the trailer. You're going to laugh and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I want to see a P- Pikachu movie. What's wrong with me and my friends? <laughs> okay, well, you, well, we'll play that as like the uh, outro clip. We'll play the trailer for Pikachu then. That's awesome. Then, uh, I mean, in the next movie mm-hmm. I want to see, and I don't know if uh, whether I'll be able to see it or not. Like, granted, there's the big one coming up, but there's a movie coming out this weekend, and I hope it plays close to me. It's called Family, and it stars Taylor Schilling from Orange is New Black. It's basically an, a movie to where I think it's, it's it's her niece wants to run away and become a juggalo. So I kind of want to watch it because I guess they record a lot of it at the ICP's gathering of the juggalos. So heavy. There's uh, another comedy slash movie podcast called the Film Drunk Broadcast, and they actually did a documentary at the gathering of the juggalos which apparently got some pretty good praise so you may want to check it out i'll get you the name shortly uh, that looks 
funny to me. There's a really small trailer for it online, and but I don't know if it's going to be a wide release. If I can catch it nearby, I'll I'll go see it. But I have a weird feeling that I might not be lucky enough. But I know that's one that's on my radar, but for obvious reasons. For me, I mean, we're looking a bit outward there, but Friday the 17th of May, John Wick 3. We now have a trilogy based on the murdering of a dog and the subsequent murdering of 8 million Russians because so, of this, this dog died. After after seeing the most recent trailer uh, before Hellboy, I want them to make like a 10-part chapter because they keep calling it like it was John Wick. Now it's John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick Chapter 3. Most books have 24 chapters. That's all I'm saying. To me, it's rejuvenated Keanu Reeves' career. I know, I think it's official now. Bill and Ted's happening. I'm trying to remember. I think yep. it, yeah. it's official. Yeah. I think they have a, a date for it, a release date for it now. So, hey, fuck it. Why not? Um, yeah, that's. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And of course, um, hold, uh, what on, we're hold, gonna, on, hold on. Go ahead. It's the ironic thing to John Wick, Chapter 3, I've never seen it, but I know the dog's involved. The same day, a movie's being released called A Dog's Journey. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> I'm curious if that was timed uh, because of that. Who knows? All right. To mention, because this will – i I'm telling you, this is going to come out before uh, okay. this uh, – hey, put, put me to it. If I don't uh, – hold me to it here. Uh, I'm going to be off next week. We're going to be editing a lot of episodes. And this should – all these three episodes should be out before the 20th or 21st. We're going to be recording a special episode the weekend of the release of the fourth uh, instance of uh, the Avengers saga, the end game, coming out uh, yeah, the weekend of the 26th. Or I believe we're going to be recording the 28th and Heavy Set has a really quick uh, turnaround time for editing. So uh, you should be hearing that on the 28th. Spoiler alert, of course, we're going to be – sorry, go ahead. I, I want one more guarantee, I promise, because I'm recording right now. Okay. So I want, I want, to, I want this on this. Okay. Give me your promise right now. Of what? Uh, that's going to be – all three will be edited? Yeah, say it. Yeah. I, I promise you that all three episodes will be edited and released before the 21st. Okay. I, I've got that piece recorded. So there you go. <laughs> listeners, you might hear it at the beginning of the uh, the review episode. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Hold me to it. Let's see. I'm pretty sure I can get it done because I'll be okay. Honest. So hold on. So old school. When are you supposed to finish editing uh, these next few episodes before twenty first Avengers? It'll okay. be no, no. It, the, these three episodes will be out uh, latest the twenty first. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm holding one of your Rick and Morty pops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm legitimately holding one. Yes. It's got a return label. <laughs> it does. So think of that. I think about okay, a lot, lot to think about. This. <laughs> oh, and heavy set. The uh, documentary is called Whoop Dreams. Got it. All right. Plugs, final thoughts, heavy set. Go ahead. We're we not going to talk about get a little, get a little bit of talk about uh, end game or we, you think we've already killed end game. Uh, well, that's the thing. And I want to hold back. I want to, I want to just fucking do a episode. Like this is, this is the last time supposedly they're going to hear from us until the movie comes out. Okay, well, well do, do we want to do an episode building to it or just some final thoughts on it? Some final thoughts on it. We don't right. need another. All right, go, go ahead. Harry. I was extremely pumped for Infinity War. And I'm, I'll, I'll be openly honest, I'm not as pumped for Endgame, but I count that too. It was a 10-year build for an Infinity War. Granted, this is a part of the build, but it was a one-year build. And there's so many possibilities 
that people have been talking about on the internet, and I'm really curious of as to what happens. I haven't been into as many fan theories this time around, mainly because I felt like going into Infinity War, everything was a straight line. So some of the things that I found out or, or said before the movie I thought was going to happen, either it came true or it didn't, and the ones that came true were just like a Gamora thing was definitely going to happen because of the Soul Stone. This, I'm curious, we know the ending. We know it's going to be a happy ending. At what cost? And that's, I think, what I'm looking forward to. I'm still sticking with that Captain America dies. <sighs> yeah, I was thinking Iron Man, but I think because they're pointing you in that direction and wrestling and swerves, I do agree. I think Captain America is going to be the one that dies as well. Yeah, he has nothing to live for. Granted, like Tony Stark has like everything to sacrifice. But Captain America is going to do what he did in Winter Soldier, not Winter Soldier, in the first Avenger, and he's going to sacrifice his life. He has nothing else to live for. I think there's going to be some sort of time travel scene where he gets a little bit of closure with Peggy, and then it's going to be, this is it. I have nothing to live for. Everybody that I love is dead. The only person I have is Bucky, and one of us has to go. It's going to be me. And we've already seen in the trailer we're going to have a it looks like a handshake moment or rather I wish it was a hug it out moment, but Tony and cap coming together. It's, it's going to be huge. Carp, do you agree? What, hey, let's get your thoughts. Hulk dies unexpectedly of a heart attack. No. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, it's, it's a little too obvious. It's going to be cat Marvel. Uh, if they follow anywhere close to the comics, uh, Bucky was captain America at one point. Uh, Falcon was captain America at one point. Anybody could, pick up the Captain America mantle because you're basically representing like, you know, freedom and and pushing forward and all the good stuff about humanity that really doesn't exist in humanity right now. Very much so is this character's lineage. So he can always he can always push on. He can always go on. So the Chris Evans Captain America is going to die, but maybe somebody else takes up the mantle. And do they reboot? With like an, a captain, another Captain America. How does that work? You don't reboot it. You just you continue it. You just have another I think, guy. Like. I don't think I don't. It it's hard to say what's going to happen now, especially with Fox becoming part of it over the next two years. Who knows what's going to happen? Let alone next five years. So yeah, I mean, again, to me, you know, I've said this multiple episodes, and you'll probably hear them all in one shot because they'll all be released, but. I would have left it where Thanos killed everybody. Of course, I'm not a big budget movie company. So there you go. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I've been rewatching. I've been pulling the heavy set there. I watched uh, the first Avengers. Then I watched um, Age of Ultron. Now I'm going to be watching uh, Infinity War uh, this coming week. So looking forward to that. Uh, watching rewatching that because I had only watched that once. And I know heavy sets watched about 20 times or something. Was it 20? You've seen it? I, ironically enough, I'm not doing a marathon this time around. I'm probably not watching anything going into it. A couple weeks ago, I did rewatch Infinity War, ironically, at work. Uh, don't worry, I wasn't driving. I just had to wait in a dock for like, <laughs> I literally was waiting at a dock for six hours. And at one point, I just threw on Infinity War. and I watched the whole thing and I still had extra time. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Uh, plugs, funnel thoughts. Heavy set, go ahead. Uh, I mean, do my plugs even matter? I could be like, hey, I got an episode coming out, and by the time they hear it, it's going to be like two months Damn ago. It, dude, I told you, it's coming. This this, this is coming out the 21st. Heavy, I've got a pop figure of his. <laughs> now I got motivation. I, I, I can't lose that pop figure. That's an exclusive one from Hot Topic. 
Oh, hot topic. You don't have hot topics up there? No. Well, we have one in Ottawa, but this one was US only. And so I had to get it specially shipped and then carp got it. It was this big fucking rigmarole. It's Jaguar if you've seen uh, the Pickle Rick no, episode. I have, no, I haven't. Okay. Anyways. I, have, I, have a bunch of, I have a bunch of Thanos pops. Oh, okay. Oh, dude. My collection's getting insane of just Thanos shit. Anyway, yeah, just wrestling cheers. You know, been, I've been still doing that. That's pretty much my main thing that I put time into. I don't remember because it's been so long. I don't know if I've... I think I did mention it. I did do an episode of Hanging with Heavy about a month or so ago, right after the loss of my mom. And I still have like part two that I want to do. I just have not had enough time between regular life shit, podcast shit, and all this shit. That's something I'm going to eventually sit down. I got a handful of episodes that I want to do. One is a part two, which has an insane follow-up of things that I, I had said in that episode that changed even before it released. So... I'm looking forward to getting time to do that. But yeah, Wrestling Cheers, if you check that out, awesome. I mean, you know, I always say you don't have to because it's such a Northeast Ohio thing. But if you want to ever help me out, you can download it off of the Wrestling Cheers feed and you can delete it. Just make sure it downloads. That's all I care about. Yeah, man. Honestly, that one of that, that your latest ha- hanging with Heavy is probably one of the best episodes you've ever done. Thank you. Carp, plugs final thoughts. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Killer Carpe Diem or the beer venturing at Killer Carpe Diem of my Instagram account. So you can see all the breweries I go to and drink beer at uh, as well when it comes to beer. Allbeerinside.com where it's your beer tasting comedy needs can be met on a monthly basis. Uh, hoping we can up that at some point, but who knows? Everybody's going on vacation and people have kids and etc. And they delay stuff. At allbeerinside.com, yeah. allbeerinside on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you very much, Carp. So for Heavy Set Carp, this is old school saying, enjoy Avengers and get ready for the special Avengers episode coming out on the 28th. Full of spoilers. Full of spoilers. Welcome to Rhyme City, a celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Tim, your dad was a legend in this precinct. If you were anything like your dad... I'm not. I remember. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are... Know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god, you can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're going to do this, you and me. And that magic is called hope.
Listen up. We got ways to make you talk. Or mine. Yeah. So tell us what we want to know. Pipe. Yes, okay, I can. Shoving, pushing. My problem is that I push people away and then hate them for leaving. He's saying you can shove it. What? I can shove it? Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 we're not cops. Oh. In my head, I saw that differently. 